Praise the Lord. Um, good evening, everyone. We thank you all for tuning in with us. This is my father and me once again. I am Sarah, and I am here with my father, um, Bishop Wesley Bill. Tonight, we are continuing moving forward with um, Thy Kingdom Come. We have been in that discussion, and um, actually, it's it's in reference to a um, a book, just like a, a small. Um, it's more of like an informational book, but uh, this time we will be going into the foundation of the kingdom. So without further ado, we will start off with a prayer. Lord God, we thank you. We worship you and we lift you up. God, we thank you for blessing us through another week, Father, allowing us to uh, have new revelation of your knowledge and your your wisdom and tonight as we express who you are in our lives in our every ever in every um facet of ourselves we're expressing who you are we ask that you give us the words father to share with your people allow it to touch their hearts and their minds allow it to um cause them to have a better understanding of who you are and their own placement in the kingdom as well. Allow them to know that you are there with them, whatever the situation is that anyone is going through who are who will happen to listen to this podcast and being blessed by it. Allow them to know that you are there comforting them, that you are there um, waiting on them to seek more of who you are. Father, and, and build a better relationship because this is where we are in this walk. And this is why we are here, even doing this every single week on a Friday. So we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Um, so the foundation of the kingdom. Um, in this part um it goes into creation you know it goes back into the concepts of creation and the beginning um and how everything was established and founded uh of course there's there are different views on how that developed and how that panned out and it's it's hard for those to understand or even comprehend because you know, to to have real solid proof of how it began, we would have to have been there. <laughs> so we have theories um, as well that we have uh, in science that that tell us how the beginning may may have started as well. But we base that off of knowledge that we have calculated today and understanding how all things follow a certain law. And so that's how we can hypothesize or come up with these theories today on how things will happen. But in the Bible, it establishes God is the beginning and he himself is not a creation. And that's why he can create. That's why he is able to create. He is the beginning, the focal point. Um, and that foundation alone helps us to comprehend like how 
or who we are because we are created from his very being and the essence of him is um, there's no beginning and end to him, but the way that he has designed things, we have a beginning and end because he's established time and space and matter, um, which I think is beautiful. I believe we had this discussion before um, in earlier in an earlier episode about um, just how miraculous it is. Now that we're getting into the you know the calculations of it, we understand even more what God means when he, when he says he's a God of order. <laughs> <laughs> because um, of, you know, just how everything flows in a, in a law and in, in the things that we have established to be laws, of course, of nature and of matter. It depends the, on where you concept. are. It depends mm -hmm. on where you are in your understanding of kingdom. And since we are dealing with foundation of the kingdom, it speaks of this as to like if you're building a house, you're building a kingdom. It's, it starts somewhere and you can't get no more start than the kingdom of God starts with God. Yeah. Um, and John, we talked about it, the word the word was with him and he was the word. And, you know, I speak a lot about the, or whether the spirit uses me to talk a lot about the use of his word and the use of words. We think that words, because we have all these different languages and all these different dialects and tongues of languages that we are not speaking the language of God. Some of us are still arguing and debating over the, the words that come out of our mouths and the words that are in our thoughts that all of them are not and all of them are some of God. What we have to understand is all of them, everything is the Lord's. Everything is God's. And especially his words because the worlds were framed by his word. So because the worlds were framed by his word, to me, that should be the foundational understanding that kingdom of God is being established and founded, whether we approve of it or not. It's not in our power to distort it or to stop it. Uh, it exists or nothing would have existed. Mm -hmm. God is so righteous that it allows us, maybe dangerous to say this to some that may be not clear to, because it's it's like opening up a can of worms uh, on Sister Grace. Is, I mean, let's say what you got to say though. <laughs> the kingdom of God <laughs> is like, it's righteous. It is so yeah. righteous that it allows you to be unrighteous. That's it. I mean, that's what I got. That's what I was saying. That might be a, a, a statement of of subject that we can be discussing from now to the rest of this 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 particular 
talk today. I think that's it, us. That's us, or that's what be if we had it live, where we could have the contact with people coming in on it right now, and allowing mm -hmm. them to come in and talk. I guarantee that will spark a heavy conversation. Yeah, I believe that. Mm -hmm. But go he ahead. Touches, uh, he touches on that a little bit as well. Um, not mm -hmm. in those words, but just the yes, the whole mm -hmm. uh, the whole concept of knowledge in and of itself. How even the power of um, all principalities comes from the source that is of him like he he has sovereign authority over all of it and um and understanding that <laughs> he allows it <laughs> but it's all because of his all-encompassing knowledge of of how things operate and in order um and how he sustains that throughout the idea of kingdom Yes, he does. Mm -hmm. So God, God is very orderly. He he doesn't yeah. leave anything out. You know, yeah. everything is so inclusive and conclusive. Yeah, but only in His righteousness and not in ours. Mm -hmm. uh, so, ours so we are so even caused to believe, too. right? Mm -hmm. So we are even caused mm -hmm. to believe, like you said, even in what we deem as chaotic or chaos. Um, and discord and disarray, it is all, <laughs> it all has its perfect place <laughs> in the kingdom. Um, and that's what his righteousness includes. I mean, just the understanding of how all the details, all basically, the details well, basically what we are yeah. saying is his spirit is so in charge. His spirit yeah. and the method of the way the word was created which mm -hmm. is him, he and the word being one, the way it was established, his word yeah. and himself is being one. It brings life or death. The thing yeah. is, there is not us that bring death. His word brings life or death. And he says that in his warning of what area mm -hmm. brings death. Of his word, right, right. That's some powerful stuff when you really are uh, uh, to, to unpack for yeah. most average believer, you know, because we want God to be good as we understand good, not as we understand the good and perfect will of God, but the good and perfect mm. will of our understanding of God. Mm. So right. I said it's a. To unpack that, what we're talking about. This is why this is a foundation so that we can stop ourselves from thinking about how we should be interpreting things based on our knowledge anyways. So <laughs> if we are looking at it as God is the foundation, then we obviously do not need to be looking at it as our knowledge is the foundation. Right. Our references switch our, switch right. our mindset over to. And, and that's where when you started talking <laughs> theoretically and uh, what else did you say about it? It was like, you know, our our idea of what journey we go on and trying to interpret it is mm -hmm. minute to what it really means. So yeah. we need to yeah. surrender to the kingdom and the will of God because mm -hmm. in it is the power of salvation. 
Right. And what are we talking about salvation? Eternal life. He gets into that the last, the later nice. parts of this chapter, though. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. As as he goes into sin and what the concept, the concept of sin and and how all of that occurred, but um, still in in the creation part um, of this section. But um, I thought I might since you he's talking it up, about so evolution talk as like well. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. You're, that's... you're good. You're good mm-hmm. because it's going there. It is also going there as well. So we're going to tap into that. But mm-hmm. um, he also was speaking about evolution, right? And even what we are in our discussion right now, talking about the knowledge of even us and why we feel as though you know our knowledge is so great um, is because of our progression towards his you know and how he he feeds us this revelation right and that's mm-hmm. that's an idea of you know um the concept of evolution as well and how we mix those two things up the the progression of our revelation and evolution right 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 and and see the beautiful thing about you you're speaking of it as as this is what god is saying and and that's so beautiful. But I know we are also talking and using references from a book that uh, Dr. Clemens wrote. So I think you may mm-hmm. be sort of overlapping with some when you say he talks about this. My mind, I want to make sure that we have yeah. listeners clear that you you are talking about God doing this. But I'm talking about Dr. Clemens. Book, but also in the book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's what, and, and he is one of those participants just like we are. You know what I'm saying? And I, But the beautiful thing is that I love his ability to speak the truth and love on this, this, oh, this yeah. platform. Yeah. I, I sent him a, a, a message where we are linked and I asked him to uh, uh, consider joining us sometime here in the future. Uh, okay, yeah. And um, he hadn't responded back yet, but I'm hopefully he'll respond soon and uh, we can get him to jump in and chime in. I did let him know the date that we're doing it and everything so that maybe he can come in and, and help the listeners hear what God gave him in this book. But see, we're oh, yeah. speaking of what okay. God has given us. Uh, we're speaking, um, yeah, 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 individually. Mm-hmm. And that's all we can do. And that's what we're trying to help the people of God understand. That's what the relationship of this podcast is all about. To me, is me, my father and me. You know, how we have a relationship with him and he gives us clarity in the understanding of his ways. Because we don't have a comprehension of it just listening to each other. That's minor compared to uh, developing a true relationship with him. You, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's it's minute because it's not the full essence of who he is. And the only way we can get the full essence of who he is is to dig deep into the inspired word that came from God with the, the writer, with you, with myself, with others, because that is the true relationship of walking with the Father. It's that's why the scripture speaks of it as uh um 
the, all words, all scripture was written by the inspiration of God, and is mm-hmm. good for and is profitable for reproving, correction, doctrine, and that the man of God may be thoroughly furnished unto all good works. You know, and we talked about the good works a moment ago. So I hope I'm not talking too fast here to, to because I can get in. I have a tendency you want to give a lot of information because it just rolls out of me because I'm excited. I, I, I have a relationship with God that makes me excited to share it. You know, I mean, hey, I ain't trying to say you can't have it. I'm trying to tell you what he has given me. It's like a kid in the candy store. He done released me in a whole candy store and said, son, you, what, whatever you want, you can have. And I go pick anything. And I just... Pick it up just like any kid. You know how you take your kids to the store, Grace, and you and they you say, what you want? And they just start looking. They don't know what they want. They start picking up stuff. Talking about, Can I have this? Can I? And a lot of times you have to decide whether they're ready for that particular item. Like you don't give a kid chewing gum. He ain't ready to chew gum because gum ain't, you don't want them swallowing, them, swallowing gum. You mess yourself up, swallow too much gum. So you you, you see what I'm talking about? So people do it though. It take a while yeah. to digest that, you know. It mess you up, you know. But a kid don't know no better. If you don't tell him, he don't know. So you have to let him know. You can't swallow that if you eat that. You can only chew it for a little while, and when the flavor go out, you got to throw it away. And if you can't do that, then you can't have that. Those kind of things, and that's the way God does us in life. We, we see stuff. We, we we talk to him about it. We asked him. That's why he told him right off that you can't eat from the knowledge of tree of good and evil because if you do, you'll surely die that day. Mm-hmm. See? But notice he spoke it. So it came from his word. Him and his word was one. Because there was no physical manifestation of God in the flesh. In the garden, God was talking to him as Adam said. He heard the voice of God walking in the God in the cool of the day. That was a common thing for him to do is the father would do his daily chores, which he had chores just like he gave you chores. He did right. every day of the week, and he rested mm-hmm. on the seventh day. People don't think about it, and we think about it from a time basis of, of, of one week. And God telling you, we talking eternity. Right. There is a spirit of time. He broke it down so you could see that everything needs to be done in decency and in order. But he didn't have no real time because he is time. In other words, you don't have time in God, but time he gives you. You see what I'm saying? So you, it's, it's real, though. It's real, though. But with God, that's why scripture, when it talks about faith, and your relationship with God is all about faith. He said, now faith is. That's why it says that first word, now faith is. Because faith is always now. Relationship with God is always now. It's not yesterday. It's not tomorrow. It's not last week. It's not no other moment but that moment. Because that's all it really truly exists. Everything else is just a process of the now. Uh, I see, I got like I said, I get excited. <laughs> but the kingdom of God is now. It ain't yesterday. It ain't tomorrow. It ain't a hundred years from now. It's happening right now. Right now. Mm-hmm. That's it. Um, 
I mean, you you touched on some some key points there. He also in the book here goes into the establishment establishment of man and the purpose and and why we are created and um, how he manifests his well gives us his image and his likeness so that will we walk like he is so we have the work like you said that he does um but this concept of rest i don't know i'm always in that space of rest just because god doesn't have a body so what is he resting for you know <laughs> what what do, what do we think about this term rest that's being used when it comes to god um because we know why we should rest <laughs> We can't keep going. We're gonna burn out. But with God, what is what is that concept to Him? So obviously, we need to be looking at it from His eyes. And for me, when I think about that moment, of, that time and season of rest, I feel like um, it's in reference to the enjoyment of what is already what has been established. Oh, now I now I get to, you know. Um, observe and I get to look at it and, and marvel just and enjoy it, you know, because tomorrow still has this, still has work to be done for us. Our work is, is not going to end. It'll end when we die, but, you know, we have to have this, this space where we can um, do some introspection, right? Or retrospection. Which one do I want to use? I don't know. But looking back on all the things that we have, um, you know, came to this culmination of this knowledge and this experience that we are in today took the work of each and every day and the experience of each and every day to where we are right now. And now we're in this, this whole new state of being at the end of the week. Because we can look at it. For us, let's look at it in a time sense. For us, we are able to reflect through our whole week. And this is how yeah. I feel like God does it as well. We get to see well, all of it exactly. and experience and how we have grown. And now we're this person. We are not the same as we were yesterday. So we have to we have to have a state where we are in who we are in that moment so that we can I don't want to say strategize, but <laughs> but be in um, in a in a proper condition in order to move forward to the next. Otherwise, we're just going to keep running, you know, into other things and not really, not really um, be who we're supposed to be. <laughs> we can easily forget everything that we have we have accomplished so far, and call it whatever, and just keep it moving forward. But I believe what, what you're dealing with. I, I believe what we what you're dealing with when you're discussing it from that basis is again the the revelatory understanding that you still are cleaving to that is contaminated by the flesh. Um spiritually speaking, everything happens in the right time. Even God exists in time. That's why they say you have the definitions of 
he's Alpha and Omega, the beginning mm-hmm. and the end, and all in between. God name, they got a God name of present, God name of the past, and a God name of the future. Yeah. Y'all see, you see what I'm saying? So uh, what am I saying? He, there he, is he. no word that is existing that mm-hmm. does not have any relativity to him because all word comes from him. That means evolution. That means what we may call and define as bad, good, and different, all these things. But God works all of them together for his purpose. He's in full control of those things because they all come from him and they all go back through and to him, for him, and with him. He's in, so he masters it and keeps it in its proper place in order that it stays whole, which is himself. And to me, that's the rest. That's the rest. That you're describing. It's when Mm -hmm. we make ourselves calm and whole. When we take the moment to assess, analyze, and strategize, even though we don't want to use that word, but that's yeah, the facts. That's the facts. It is. But that is the fact. God strategizes. <laughs> that's does. the fact. The facts is you ain't got a word out here that God does not use for his good and perfect will. That's why he say ain't nothing new under the sun. Ain't nothing new because it's all from him, with him, for him, and by him. And the sooner we get hold to that, and stop trying to separate it from him and begin to find out how it includes him, then we'll begin to understand even the very essence and terminology of evolution Mm. and where it even fits with God. Where even the word change fits with God. God changes just like we change, but the point being made, his change is so much greater than ours, we can't even imagine what it looks like. See, I know that's a stunt thing. That's the thing right there. I said, God the same yesterday and the devil day and forever. God never changes. What he's saying now is not that he really doesn't change. It's that his changing process always happens. And the it's way always, he is in his is. change yes. is always going to happen. It's not going, it's not going to um go against the order that he's right to stir the whole thing like we do right his change has already his change has already occurred honestly it's it we are walking in what he's established (laughs) in in his you you see you're you're speaking about you see what i'm talking that's the kingdom that's the kingdom processing that's what it is that's the kingdom that's how because that's that's what I mean. That's what we were created to, anyways, to do. Walk to in, expand in his kingdom. To, right, to expand. To expand. Let's say it like it is. To expand mm-hmm. his kingdom. Yes. To expand himself. We don't have no power to do that. He does that. We mm-hmm. are being constantly and continuously forced into the expansion. But he does it with love. He doesn't do it with the mindset that we take on in the flesh. Right. Which is where where the book book goes next. 
which is yeah. our yeah. our human our human state of um wanting to be of our own in a way that that we don't want the counsel of God involved. <laughs> right. We're yeah. we're constantly seeking to self-govern ourselves in this yeah. in this uh in this light. And that's where also we find it we find that in Genesis as well in the beginning. How mm-hmm. that has just how that started in the beginning along with you know creation. Although it had a sequence, it was still there. And that is that concept that you were talking about, our unrighteousness also being a part of the foundation. God wants us to understand something even about our rebellion against him. There we go. Let me tell you, look, it may even be going over my head, but I'm still getting it. I'm getting what's flying. I'm getting like. But until it goes over your head, you can't (laughs) let it flow through you, you know, because you can't flow through him. Really, he can flow through you, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the best way to interpret what I'm talking about. God goes through everything, but we can't go through everything. Right. It's like we can participate in that, but we can't do it. Right. His perfect that's where we, that's where we are mind, we are just a portion of this process, a piece of the puzzle. He is the puzzle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I, and, I love it because he lets me see right. it. He didn't have to let me see it. He didn't have to let me comprehend that because he didn't need me to comprehend that for me to be committed to and submitted to it. People say, well, why why is it that he can do all this and then he still let all this crazy stuff happen to me? Did he really? Did he really let all this happen to you? Or did you put did you put your little mess in it and created the extra that you didn't have no business messing with? Huh? And he showed you that even with that, I know how to bring you back in and use it for the for the good. Matter of fact. I can take you all the way through the process and turn you into the leftovers and the crap and then reprocess you because you ain't got nothing to say about it because you don't have the authority to stop it. See, and that's getting into other comprehensions of, of God-like understanding, God-like truth. Uh, I love it what Jesus told the woman at the well, you know, that um, there's going to come a time when we will learn to worship God in mm. spirit, spirit, yes, and in truth. That's it. I made up my mind that I'm going to begin to speak more now toward the area of, of teaching about worshiping God in spirit. And see, I've seen some people that's got some of these churches out there called the spirit of truth and, and things like right. that. And I think they might be tapping into that. I mean, but what is what yeah. is truth without the spirit? Well, the, if you're really grabbing hold to the truth, then you're going to be drawn to the spirit unless your truth is just that of your own. If you're worshiping what is true in God, then you're going to worship him in spirit because only the spirit can give you revelation of that truth that you go worshiping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
the truth is, the truth is about spirit. Mm-hmm. That it is true that there is a spirit of truth and the spirit of error. But the Holy Spirit, which is the very spirit of truth, will always help you comprehend the spirit of error. Because that's when you're taking it off of the main course of the direction and the purpose of God. In other words, strong meat belonged to them that are full age, who by reason of use learn by exercising their, 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 by being, practicing to do the right thing and, 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 to, and to grow up in him in all things. They learn to discern the spirit of truth from the spirit of error. Mm. See? Yeah. Because we all have a spirit. It's up to us to keep our spirits in line with the spirit of truth or the spirit of error. The spirit of error is always going to be present because it's in God, whether we want to hear it. I know this is a little rough for us, but it's not, it's not his choice of where he wants us to be. Right. Right. That's what we're, that's what we are truly. Just like we have a physical body that tends to do wrong things, a spirit of doing the wrong thing. And we have a spirit that wants to do the right thing. Right. Right. You see? So we are in his image and his likeness, and that's how he looks and how we look. But Mm -hmm. he, because he is the Holy Spirit, meaning he has mastered control of his fullness of his spirit, it all becomes spirit of truth and spirit of godliness and the spirit of righteousness, power, and the spirit of love. What you you said was something that I feel like we are are really struggling with as we um, generationally uh, go into areas of sin that, that may seem greater than the last generation, but not not really. <laughs> I think it's just more bold. And so we gotta be more bold in our faith as well. But um, the, the concept that uh, God has allowed all of this and included all of this does not mean we choose all of this. <laughs> he still wants us to choose what is holy. Because exactly. a part of our being, we can't, well, like, I, I can't express this enough. Um, he didn't create us to hold or to, like, to possess or be evil. That's why our bodies are damaged. If you ever you see someone in possession, you know, you see a possessed person, they're, they're going through like they are they're not well <laughs> they're sick because god in his image created us to be holy as he is holy 
anything else causes illness, <laughs> causes us to not be well, causes us to die. Not just figuratively, like literally die. And he wants us to choose what is his will as well for our lives. Um, but yeah, look at it as I know as, that's as like the first productive. thing that people would say. Well, it's my choice. I I wouldn't if I wasn't able to do it, then God would stop me or something. You know, people have that mindset where it's like this is the way that I feel, and it wouldn't. But he did it, stop. It, it wouldn't exist, right? <laughs> Why does it exist if I can't choose it? Like, yeah, yeah. There you go. That's that's what they doing with this idea. <laughs> of uh, transgender and all this other stuff that you're talking about. I think that right. that's probably something that you're not opening up and saying, but I believe that's where you was talking about things I, of that I'm nature. About everything. It, I don't it's a lot more, anything. but I'm saying right now in our <laughs> yeah, society, it's so, so it. bold and blatant. People think that God is against that person. He's not because his no. love covers all of that. So it does <laughs> not mean He's against them as being that or making those crazy choices. He mm -hmm. is he is not against them. He's against the choice. That's because right. the choice requires a lot more reconstructing of who you are physically, spiritually, and everything. And it very much becomes <laughs> yes. damaging, even though we say, well, ain't nothing wrong with me. I feel more whole when I continue to... to to abuse myself this way. Now you mm. don't feel more whole. What you are is getting deeper and comfortable in your mess. That's what you're doing. You you can say something to me that sound good out your mouth, but remember, I told you you just borrowing that word. You using it and misounding it. It ain't even yours. And even when you use it and misuse it, it's still going back to God, not void, and it's gonna produce what you sent it out to do and come back to you and create the problem you spoke of it to have. Mm. And then through that, go back to God and get cleansed again and come back out from God to try to clean you up. That's how the word of God operates. <laughs> it's sharper than any two-edged sword able to pierce asunder the soul and the spirit the bone and the marrow, and it will give you your thoughts and intents of your own heart. The words that you've got in your mouth is, see, I'm saying it from this basis because you got to see the kingdom as a foundation. The kingdom of God, as scripture says from Jesus, when he came on earth, he says, the kingdom of God is nigh thee, even in thy mouth. We speak the kingdom of God and don't realize we're making a mockery of it as well as creating it to be what it really is supposed to be. When we get on the right side of that, woo, ha, hallelujah, hallelujah, the side that makes love manifest itself, that mm. produces love, agape mm. love. Mm. So, Mm. I told you I'm excited, Grace. I can't help it. I, yeah. I, 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 because he's blessed me to walk with him and see these things. I can't wait to tell my brothers. I'm running around at his feet at the throne, and everybody think he's not there. I'm running around all around the land, playing at his feet, because his earth is his footstool. Remember, his the earth is his footstool. 
and the heaven is his throne. So the earth is his footstool, so where am I at? I'm running around here on earth playing at his feet like a son to a daddy with all this stuff out here and telling mm -hmm. everybody, don't misuse it, daddy, don't like that. I ain't got to tell daddy on you. That's the beautiful thing. God already see you when I can't even see you. See, because he's sitting up on the throne and then you at his feet, so he don't miss nobody messing up. That's how much he holds time in his hand, and you can't do nothing outside of the time he has allotted you. That's what it means. He says, for no man should think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but to think soberly. According to God has dealt to every man that measure of faith. Remember I told you your measure of faith is the faith that you possess when? Now. That's your measure. You ain't got no more than he done gave you. You get the measure of faith based upon the grace that it's of God, from God. I didn't write that. It's in here. It's in no. the scriptures. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, I didn't write this stuff. All I'm doing is comprehending it. I'm comprehending it because he gave me the mind not to be fearful, but the soundness to love, irregardless of, in yeah. spite of how evil you would behave in front of me. And I still turn around and I love you. And say, no, nah, I ain't trying to create no problem with you. If you want to do better, I believe you can do better. Why do you think Christ had some from uh, centurion soldiers, had some people in Roman uh, soldiers and other people from every, everywhere coming to him from other religious beliefs that wasn't Jewish and, and, and right. all kinds of people from all across the land coming to him and treating him with so much respect so they wanted to come to him and seek forgiveness from him that they felt more whole when he spoke the love that he spoke upon them that they wanted when they came in his atmosphere he put such an anointed atmosphere on on them and around them that they wanted to seek change even the doubt even the even the, the pharisees and the sadducees they had to come out with what was really on their heart and mind why they was in the presence of Christ. Why? Because you couldn't be fake and phony in front of him because bottom line, <laughs> Lord, right. he already saw your mess. He yeah. already saw what you was up to because yeah. he was walking with the Father and all he wanted you to do was do the right thing. And he didn't, he loves you regardless. When they came to take him and put him in prison and Peter yeah. cut the key off of the, the soldier, he put the ear back and said, Peter, we don't behave like this. That's basically what he told him. Yeah. So that's not how we are. We don't fight like that. We, Because you, you live that way, you'll die that way. You know? So yeah, all of, all, of, all of what you are explaining, Bishop, is, you know, the whole idea of um, our salvation. <laughs> you know, that <laughs> this is where God um, sets up this protocol for us to establish a um, a transformation, a restructuring our being from a sinful nature into its holiness. So this is that's that's why they felt compelled otherwise you won't be introduced to the yeah. Right. Yeah. That's why they mm -hmm. felt compelled to go before and come to Jesus because I mean I, I can only imagine being in Jesus' presence. I mean I I know I would feel it. Okay. I know that I would feel <laughs> a need to be where he was. 
<laughs> especially if if I'm a person who is who is searching myself and everyone in the in the situation that was that came before Jesus was a person who was searching. And he said, if you seek me, you'll find me. So they knew just from who he was and how he walked that this was what God set up for them to come to an understanding of who who they were and who he was he is. So yeah. And that's why he's telling us in the scripture when he says now with that being said tell me do you really understand why jesus spoke this particular language when he said foxes have holes birds have nests but the son of man have nowhere to lay his head hmm. notice the language yeah. the son of man what has nowhere to lay his head but if a fox has a hole and god gave him a hole to and a bird has a nest, and God gave him a nest, and the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Why is it that the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head? Because, because God, <laughs> God did not create us to be the Son of Man. He created us to be sons of God in the yeah. form and a fashion as a man. Mm. See? Praise God. Yeah. And to unpack that language. You see what I'm talking about? God through Christ spoke a lot of things and people missed it. The devil was taking scripture and he was using it and speaking it. And yet men and mankind today says that the scripture is the unequivocal word of God as though it is the only word of God. And Jesus let the devil know that Man can't live by just the bread that you got wrote in this book. Mm. But by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Yes. <laughs> that means we got to be listening. So while you just get stuck <laughs> on one thing that you're yeah. learning from a tree of the knowledge of good and evil, God has so much more for you to know that you can't comprehend because you stuck in the confusion and the calamity of the knowledge of just good and evil. Not comprehending that you must seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else will be what? Added. He didn't say nothing would be left out to give you. There will be no good thing he'll withhold from you if you seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Mm -hmm. I said I might be moving a little fast, but I can't help myself. No. I think it's all going to correlate and keep flipping. God knows what He's yeah. doing. I'm only no. I'm only no. doing this because this is who I am in Him, and I don't expect no one else to be me. I expect you to be you. And if you have questions, if you have uh, uh, you want to participate, uh, I don't know how you do it, Grace, but I think if we not we don't have it quite up to that level to where they can get in on it while we in on live, then we're going to have to get to that place. We are on live. Uh, so I say, yes, we are on live. <laughs> but I'm saying with people that want to come in, because I mean, yeah. I'm encouraging them. Look, come on in, step in and say something and see if God don't have an answer for what you 
may not comprehend or even what you do comprehend in your participation and see don't God show us even a more deeper revelatory understanding as we discuss the matter. Yeah. That's God. That's how he rolled. Yeah. We're here today. So I'm grateful for um, the conversation that we have. So um, as far as uh, the last point, which, I mean, we pretty much went into that as well. And so we can kind of wrap this thing up. Um, the Holy Spirit and how um, all of that intercedes through the point from from the beginning until the end as well. All of this is um, all of what we are we have been discussing is through this power of the Holy Spirit and its response to the Word and that acting together to create to sustain life. And where we are to this day, even through salvation, we cling to the Holy Spirit and understanding our transformation, even, even what has to take place in our minds to accept who we are in the kingdom. All of this is spirit-led. Amen. 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 <laughs> I like these uh, scriptures and things that we didn't talk about yet. But, I mean, because I, I know I've been heavy in the feedback in the mm -hmm. chapter two with you, but I, 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 I'm thinking that maybe they need to uh, understand some of the scriptures or something about it. We can do a part two and get into that. It's just kind of, uh, we don't reach the limit right now. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I, I was saying we can, that. We so can go back understand. and uh, break down some and um, yeah. So that they would understand, because like I said, I, I, I don't want to microwave what we're doing. It's just like, to me, this subject is, is so, so rich, so full that I just want to spend some more time unpacking this, what the foundation looked like. Because yeah. I, give, I believe strongly, if we don't understand the foundation of this, we're going to keep on falling prey to being like the kingdom of the world rather than the kingdom of God. We can definitely do yeah. a part two. We can do a part yeah. two. You, uh, yeah. You're going to come ready with some scriptures. Yeah. So we got homework. <laughs> yeah. I mean, of course, and, we was and talking the about And the listeners as well. We talked about yeah. Genesis. I mean, everybody knows that one, but uh, um, all of the development of it. Yeah, there's, I mean, you did some references from Romans and, um, we're talking about songs. I think I heard some of that <laughs> come That's, out of yeah. your mouth. Right. <laughs> and, and I want them to know that. I want them to know. Because I'm not one who does a lot of quoting the actual passage. Because at one point in my life, I spent a lot of time thinking about it from that basis. As I grew in my walk with God, I began to see the words so personal to me. So I took the chapter and verse out of it and began to be making it more personal, way more personal, to the point mm -hmm. it came so real to me that it was my flesh. Uh, it became flesh and, and, and alive in me and through me and with, with those that are around me, if that makes sense to the listeners. I, I, I love to 
just share what God is talking to me about. You know, I'm not worried about quoting a scripture or rewriting another one or even rewriting another book or any of that because there are plenty out there. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that I won't do those type things. I'm only saying the beauty of the power of the of just knowing that his word, like I'm telling you about how I don't take for granted not a single word that comes out my mouth, that right. it comes from me. It Do comes I. from God. And that's why I handle it with respect and with dignity. Because the words that I speak, they could be spirit in life or spirit in death. Right. And I surely don't want to kill nobody with my words. <laughs> Nor do I want to bring death upon myself because if I sow it, uh, I reap it. Yes. yes. Yeah. Very mindful. Yes. So, so whether I quote the chapter and verse is the least important part factor in me. The most important factor in me is to know the truth and live the truth, speak the truth, that I'll stay free. From the law of sin and death. Yeah. And I encourage others to, to get to that place. You know, and if, if it means that you quote scripture and verse and chapter, that's fine with me too. But I found that when you're speaking to people of lower state, it becomes a little hard for them when you do that. You know? And they feel a lot of times that you're speaking down to them and insulting them, you know. And I've learned that it's better to just speak frankly and let them judge the truth like it really is. Because it's going to show. It's going to stand out. You see what I'm talking about? Whenever I'm in a conversation, if, you know, someone is speaking in reference to um, something that I know from the scripture, then I'll just open it up and show them where where that is and allow them to understand that they speak the word as well. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And that's how you get people comfortable with it. And you can begin to yeah. quote it. Because yeah, yeah, I do that they, for them too, but I don't always quote the scripture. To understand that they're quoting it as well, and they yeah. may not know it. And then mm -hmm. it also gives them context as to to where what that revelation came from first, so that they'll understand like how um, even more of the revelation that they receive. So it's helpful. Mm -hmm. It is helpful to still, you know, quote scripture. <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm not, not quoting it. I just give them a basis of, hey, go here because then you'll get to see the full context and the revelation of whoever it is is more than likely Paul, <laughs> but but the revelation of I'm just playing of um. Those a lot of it is Paul that, that breaks it down it. better. Mm -hmm. A lot of the Man. knowledge that Paul possessed to break it down better was pretty powerful. But Isaiah, yeah, Elijah, yeah, all of them spoke it well. Moses even spoke it well when he spoke it. And all of them did. Abraham, 
yeah, all of them have spoken it properly. You know, yep. even Enoch and many others. You know, I, I I find myself quoting all of them, and I've even known people of other faiths quote it well. So mm -hmm. that's why I realize that some people get insulted when they have other religious background and they think you're trying to impose what a religion upon them of Christianity when I'm trying to bring the kingdom of God in the very essence of all our religious background, you know, wherever we came from. I think if we realize that God don't need you to set up boundaries on where he can travel. Right. And what he does and what religious stuff you done thought you done got that's away from somebody else because they didn't learn what you learned, that God wasn't powerful enough to touch your life and to bring you to his son and the understanding of his son so that you might be another one of the many brethren. Hmm? Yes. The whole goal is that. That's what God is doing. Amen. Praise God. Well, um, next week we will still be in the foundation. Um, we're going to go more in depth. So and I don't know. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> I am I too. Mean, because it's I'm, I, I'm really yeah. blessed. I really get excited because God takes me on a journey all the time in between each time from now when we stop to the next time we speak. God be bringing stuff to me, sharing stuff with me, showing me stuff. Woo! Right. Blowing I already know because this was kind of just an overview. <laughs> 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 so you talk about let's get into the word. Okay. Yeah. That yeah, it's good. I'm gonna make sure everybody here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh we thank you all for tuning in. Um and once again, we pray that you have been blessed by this show. Amen. Yes. Amen. <laughs>